Thursday, 29th of December, 2022. Now for a time of about 40 years, he put up with their ways in the wilderness. Acts 13, verse 18. In the preceding verses, Paul was asked to address the synagogue they were visiting. He agreed and immediately began speaking about the history of Israel. In the previous verse, he noted their being brought out of Egypt by the Lord. Now he turns to a sad but continuously repeated part of their history, that of burdening the Lord, beginning with, now for a time of about 40 years. It is referring to the time in the wilderness when Israel almost constantly complained and rebelled against the Lord. Those 40 years cover everything from Exodus 12:37, where they began their departure from Egypt, until they were set to cross over the Jordan in Joshua 3:14. Paul notes this was about 40 years. Some events are precisely dated, such as the departure from Sinai after spending about a year in that location, Numbers 10:11. Other events are recorded without specific dating. But even then, very exacting inferences can be made. The account of this period is carefully and methodically detailed in scripture. One central theme of the entire period is that he put up with their ways in the wilderness. Here is a word found only once in scripture, tropophoreo. It signifies enduring or putting up with and thus to bear their ways. It comes from tropos signifying a manner or way, and foreo, signifying to have a burden. For example, by analogy, to wear as clothing or as a constant accompaniment, bear, wear, Strong's definition. Of this, Ellicott notes, quote, the Greek word so rendered differs by a single letter only from one which signifies to nurse, to carry as a father carries his child. Many of the better manuscript versions and early writers gave the latter reading, and it obviously falls in far better with the conciliary drift of St. Paul's teaching than one which implied reproach. The word is found in the Greek of Deuteronomy 1.31, bear thee as a man doth bear his son, where also some manuscripts give the other word and suggests the inference already mentioned that this chapter as well as Isaiah 1, had been read as one of the lessons for the day." End quote. Other scholars mention this as well. Barnes says, quote, It is furthermore not probable that Paul would have commenced a discourse by reminding them of the obstinacy and wickedness of the nation. Such a course would rather tend to exasperate than to conciliate. But by reminding them of the mercies of God to them, and showing them that he had been their protector, he was better fitting them for his main purpose, that of showing them the kindness of God of their fathers in sending to them a saviour." Rather, this is exactly what Paul is doing. Moses, after almost 40 years, noted to the people that they had been born by the Lord despite their rebellion. He went on in Deuteronomy to carefully detail Israel's future rejection of the Lord and the punishments they would suffer because of it. Paul is not attempting to conciliate, nor is he attempting to exasperate. He is simply laying out the facts that Israel, to this day, 
refuses to acknowledge. He will carefully and methodically follow this line of thought until he concludes. It is in the use of this word that Paul is reminding them of their constant turning from Moses and from the Lord who chose Moses to lead them. It is a theme he will weave into his words, demonstrating that they have repetitively done the wrong thing in relation to the Lord's will. As such, he is hinting that they are prone to do the wrong thing now and turn from the offering of the Lord Jesus as their Messiah. Life Application The history of Israel is a snapshot of our own lives before the Lord. We have strayed from Him. We have done wrong and turned away. And yet, the Lord is ever faithful to keep His covenant. Despite being under the curses of the Old Covenant, the Lord has maintained Israel to this day, just as He promised. While they have been unfaithful, He remains faithful. The theology that says that God is through with Israel and the church has replaced them is a failed theology because it looks at what is happening from a human perspective. The sense is, Israel failed, they rejected the Lord, and he has rejected them. They got what they deserve. If this was true, it would mean that his word cannot be trusted because he covenanted with them and spoke out promises that would have failed. It is from this perverse thinking that one would then say, Israel was rejected by the Lord and so we too can lose our salvation. That puts the onus, the responsibility and the work on us, not on God who has sent Jesus. If a person can lose his salvation at any time after being saved, then he was never truly saved. God simply gave them an offer of eternal insecurity and essentially said, work hard, maybe you will make it. It is, after all, up to you to do so. This is a complete misunderstanding or twisting of numerous points of theology in order to make self the central message of salvation. It is a shunning of the full, final and forever work of Jesus on the cross and it is to be rejected. When God speaks out salvation, it is an eternal decree. God cannot lie. He has spoken. Israel, the nation, has been kept for its own day of salvation. And if you have called on Jesus, you have been saved for your day of glorification, despite yourself. Glorious Heavenly Father, how can we be so perverse to think that what you offer by grace is up to us to merit once it has been bestowed? Help us to think clearly about what you have done and to consider the eternal nature of what you have decreed. And then, Lord, Help us to hold fast to this and rejoice in what you have done, are doing, and will continue to do in our lives. Great are you, O God. Amen.
and he was patient with them for 40 years in the desert. Acts 13 verse 18